Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today on the Rock Your Voice podcast, I'm joined by country singer-songwriter Michaela Sheedy. We talk all things from Nashville to singing competitions to uh, coming out of the pandemic and straight onto the stage at Nashville North at the Calgary Stampede. We're talking everything. So uh, fasten your seatbelts. This is one of my favorite conversations. And thank you so much for joining me, Michaela. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. I am so embarrassed at my lack of equipment right now. Like, I feel like such a rookie without having my mic. But I am like, all of my stuff is still packed away from moving. So oh. I've been like a fish out of water without all of my gear. You sound but... great. You sound great. It's all good. Where have you moved to and from? Where are you? Well, I've lived in Okotoks like uh-huh. in town but my parents have always owned this acreage property like oh. since I before I was born yes. um and so we sold our our house in town and now we're we're here at the acreage so lovely so we're like the house is old yeah. and it hadn't been renovated for years and years so we're finally in the process of that so if you hear like banging above so (laughs) what's going on (laughs) oh i'm jealous that's my dream right now my husband and i've been like looking at acreages and stuff we're just like oh i don't know whether we're we're ready for it but like oh that's one day eventually space to have big musical retreats and jam sessions and bonfire party music venue Oh yeah. It's fun. Awesome. So I saw on your Instagram real talks with Sway Beverages. And it's really interesting because you hit the nail on the head because you were talking about how people are as anxious coming out of the pandemic as we are or as we were going into it. And you've got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of musicians have so much stuff happening now this summer. So how are you feeling about everything? At first, when I got asked to play Nashville North um I was scared Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I was petrified and of course of course I want to be up on stage and playing these big shows and it's an honor to play on these stages especially coming out of the of a pandemic but you know the pandemic has really changed me as a person and how I view the world and how I view interacting with other people like and and it's made me you know like mental health wise it's it's been a challenge as well mm-hmm, so coming mm-hmm. out of that me also knowing that i've snacked really hard during the <laughs> pandemic i'm like i i'm not sure how to feel about it and right. it's difficult to even articulate exactly what i'm concerned about obviously right. there's the surface level of you know health and safety mm-hmm. and of course i want everybody to feel comfortable coming to my show and it, it's sometimes difficult being put in a position of putting on the show yeah yes yes right? like i i'm asking people to come out of this mm-hmm. pandemic and come celebrate and do all this other stuff but i totally respect the fact that like a lot of people might not be ready for that yeah I don't ever want to put a person in a position of being uncomfortable to just to come see me or whoever else play. So it's, uh, it's a tough place to be in, but I'm hoping that 
once we kind of just rip the band-aid off people will feel a little bit better yeah. about it i know that the stampede has health and safety as their first priority mm -hmm. above anything else this year right you know right. there it, it's it's a risk putting on the stampede this yeah. year yeah and they have they have to and and i know that it's important to them and they want people to feel comfortable and safe going yes. going out as well but it, it's it's going to be interesting yeah like there, there yeah. is no there is no right or wrong answer totally so. yeah everyone's experiencing this really differently uh tell me a bit about lost i've been listening to that all day today i absolutely love that song yeah, yeah. Uh, lost was released in august of 2020 okay. um which like it feels like it was yesterday yeah. and i'm like wow it's almost been a year yeah people need new music now but i'm trying not to like Put that pressure on myself love and it. love it with lost it was after two years of not releasing music and yes. it, i kind of just felt like that was the song that i needed to put out at the time and right now i don't necessarily have a song or a group of songs that i feel the same way about right so i'm just going to keep working until i feel like i have something ready yes. for, for yes. everybody that's awesome what else is on the horizon for you and your music lots of writing yeah. um it, it's tough because i put a lot of pressure on myself to you know create 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 and yes i need to i need to kind of put the reins on myself and know when i need to rest and know yeah. when i need to put my attention to other things so of course i'd love to be writing in this beautiful hot weather right now yeah. with all my friends but with uh with like the influx of shows that are happening yes. which i was not expecting at all like I thought, oh, I can pack away all of my performance gear and, <laughs> you know, because it's probably not going to be busy this summer. And now it's just like, go, go, go. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to write as much as I can Nice. Um, with a bunch of people from everywhere across Ooh, Canada and in the States. Um, and I'd love to release an EP one day, but dang, music is expensive. Yes, yes, it is, it is. You, um, I think I read on your website that you did the CMI Artist um, Entrepreneur course as well. How did you find, I've literally just finished their uh, music manager course. So. Oh, I, I have nothing but amazing things to say about the CMI team. Yeah. They really like, when they, when they tell you that they're going to support you throughout the duration of yeah. it and beyond, they really mean it. They have, they have helped me navigate so many different things and uh, they're just, they're, they're so special yes. in, in the music community because I don't know of anywhere else that has a program like that. There yeah. is no music school, except if you're going to Nashville or, right. you know, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's, uh, they, they truly care and they, information that you get and the education that you receive mm -hmm. is so it's so important for any artist to because like I had no idea right. I had no idea how to do music as a job <laughs> yes. when I came into it yes right like nobody nobody tells you unless you have somebody kind of holding your hand being like this is the music industry mm -hmm. but yeah I know if if you're kind of a team of, of one yes it is amazing to have those guys in your corner totally just to be able to look at your music as a business which i think is so hard for creative musician types i think we're all very much emotion driven and don't like to think about the business side or the edgier side of things so i feel like having something like that 
as a focus is so important for especially for mm. independent artists because it's a crazy world out there <laughs> it is one thing that kind of that that cmi really empowered me to do is realize my my worth and stick to my guns yes. in terms of shows yes. and, and other things and to be confident in my skills and years of experience to be mm -hmm. able to say no to some things when I understand that maybe that isn't the the right show for yes. me or the right opportunity. And I I couldn't have done that before CMI. Yeah. There there's yeah. no way I would have just said yes to everything and, and I would have been potentially mistreated in, in some instances. They ensure that you have the confidence in yourself to go about the music industry and navigate it well. So give us a sort of an idea of, as an independent artist, what what is your job title? What are you doing huh. on a... <laughs> right? It's like people looking at me like, okay, there's Michaela, she's doing this, this, and this. But it's like, yeah. and behind the scenes, she's actually yeah. doing... <sighs> So what, well, what are you? Everybody's like, it's so cute. You sing songs, and that—that's mm -hmm. amazing. But no, like my, with my experience with CMI and my degree in public relations and all of the other stuff that it takes to be an artist, it's mm -hmm. like, you're a singer, a songwriter, a marketing specialist, a social media manager, a content creator, a graphic designer, a publisher, a, you know, all yeah. a web designer, yeah. like all of these things. And people forget that, you know, you're either going to hire people who have those skills or you need to have those skills yourself. Totally. I never thought that I'd have to learn how to use Photoshop to be a singer, a singer. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> totally. or little things like that, because like I mentioned before, music is expensive. And of course, mm. if I had all the money in the world, I would pay all of the amazing creatives and professionals to help support my yes. project but i i'm a team of one and i can only do so much totally. so me releasing music might take a little bit longer but i know that what i'm releasing is exactly what i want and how i envision it and it's supported by the right team members and my own work right yeah how do you find being a tour manager and a road crew of one I'm assuming you're in charge of booking your shows and getting your band organized. And how's that working? It's stressful. Mm. It's stressful at times. But if there ever comes a day when I do have somebody lift that burden from my shoulders, yes. it's like I I just I have so much respect for any member of the music industry uh -huh. because I've done all the jobs. Yes. Yes. Right. And I it kind of it just it makes me appreciate things so much more. And when I see a good show or when I go and see like my friends shows and it, and it's amazing, mm -hmm. I know how much work goes into that and what it takes to make, make a show that great or make totally. an album that amazing. Right. Totally. So where did it all begin for you? How did you get into this crazy, crazy world we call the music industry? How did it all start? I always knew that I wanted to be a singer okay. when I was really yeah. little. Like yeah. I, I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be Britney Spears <laughs> when I was young. Um, and then me kind of growing up being a preteen, I didn't like country music because mm -hmm. it was all I was allowed to listen to. Okay. And I, you know, wanted to stay far away from it. But, you know, living in, in the Calgary area, it country music gets into your blood. And there's just such a, 
a community here yes. that I, I don't necessarily see other places except Nashville mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in terms of just country music. Like there, obviously there's so many other genres that are thriving in our, in this area of the world, yes. but to have organizations and systems in place to kind of support every member of the industry yeah. is really important. The CMAB yeah. has been hugely helpful. Um, obviously CCMA and Alberta music. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, the work that they do to try and make our lives a bit easier <laughs> and to create communities. It's just, it's really special. Definitely, definitely. Um, you, you've written with with Nashville artists as well, haven't you? You've, you've done some writing down there. Tell us about that experience. Cause that is, a, that's every musician's dream really is to be like, I'm going to Nashville to write some songs. It is. And I think it's funny cause you'll go to like songwriters rounds and a lot of people will be like, I wrote this song in Nashville and you're like, <laughs> amazing amazing good for you buddy but <laughs> i think that writing in nashville is a lot less glamorous than what it sounds like on a surface level right you know you're slaving away every single day you've got two three writing sessions and sometimes the songs that you write it's just it it doesn't work out you're not writing right. a hit every yeah. time yeah yeah you're not writing with the top tier writers every time and that's totally okay yeah, like yeah. I am by no means a top tier songwriter but um I think that going to Nashville and just experiencing the city mm -hmm. and the the energy that's involved and with being there is yes. is really important especially if you're in country yeah um but of course like I've I've built some friendships with people in Nashville I've been there twice now and uh, it's just, it's a whole, a whole different beast. It really is, isn't it? There. It's, yeah. you're right though. I feel like, of course, there are some incredible, uh, in incredible sort of contacts and amazing community there. But just, even if you're, even if you're a musician and you don't have like whatever it is to set up kind of a legit songwriting session, just to be in that environment, I think is very inspirational and motivational for an artist like just two o'clock in the afternoon walking in somewhere and just hearing an incredible voice or an incredible singer absolutely like yeah. just wall-to-wall -wall music it's really really a motivational place for anyone to go whether whether or not it's it's a business trip business trip oh, that's it's totally it's like my first trip to nashville was purely for tourist reasons mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know, to the to the rest of the world, it may seem like I've got all these big things going on, and I really don't. I'm just trying to figure it out, Love like it. just like everybody else, yes, you know. And yes. I went to Nashville the second time on my own, right after my second shot at Project Wild. Yes, yes. And Project Wild did so many good things for me in terms of more education, yep. you know, similar to CMI, but the the level of competition and the level of pressure that i put on myself mm -hmm. to win right in project wild it really did some negative things to my mental okay. health i mean competition it's it's inevitable wherever you go mm -hmm. but i really i don't know why i put literally everything i had all my money all my everything into project right. wild and it, of course it was hard when I didn't place in the top three. Am I okay with it now? Yes. Yeah, was yeah. I back then? No, I was struggling with it a lot. And I was questioning if music was worth it wow. for me. Is it worth my my mental health? Is mm -hmm. it worth my 
financial stability to yeah. to do all these things to risk all of me yeah for this potential payout which might not even be what it actually seems so right after project wilds in 2019 yes 2019 i went to nashville by myself and i had some writing sessions but mostly like i just walked i walked around the city yes by myself trying to find inspiration and trying to just love myself again yeah. and and fall fall in love with my career choice yeah and it wasn't until the last day of my trip when i was writing for the first time with chris yerchuk who has written so many amazing songs and he's really been doing amazing things in the Alberta scene as well. Right. I was actually going to cancel our co-write because I was anxious. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm like, yeah. he's the guy that everybody wants to write with, especially like all my friends back yeah. home. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, it's my last night. Maybe I should just go out and do something fun and not worry about it because I don't know if, if I'm the only one, but songwriting with other people mm -hmm. oftentimes provides a lot of self-doubt, right? anxiety, because mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to be the dumbest person in the room. Right, right. I don't want to be the one contributing the least yeah, to this yeah, song. Yeah. And then sometimes you beat yourself up when the song doesn't turn out to be exactly what you envisioned in your head. So... Chris Yerchuk comes over. I was staying with Carolyn Don Johnson at the time, which is like blows my mind. It okay, blows my yeah, mind. just drop that one then. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I should like, I've told a couple of my friends, I'm like, I'm going to Nashville and I need a place to stay. And they're like, oh, just hit up Carolyn. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, our, our faces, which is like, <laughs> that is so but, like, cool. It seems, it seems kind of like a little douchey when I say it no, that way, but like, no, I was just like, what am I doing staying in Carolyn Don Johnson's pool house? Like, who am I? Like, That's no, this is not real. Cool. Like, Tennille Towns, like, practically yeah. lived there. Nice. In Carolyn Don Johnson's pool house for a good chunk of the time in her beginning phases. Right, of right. So, <laughs> so I know who to hit up if I need somewhere to crash then. <laughs> yeah yeah she's like come come crash come hang and she would like check on me every day and i'm like you're amazing that is really cool to have a musical mentor who was just like okay come to, just to have someone like that and yeah that's really really nice that's yeah. awesome it's it's nuts never in a million years did i think that i'd just be casually talking yeah. about being at Carolyn Don Johnson's house. That like, is amazing. No. I love her voice too. What a voice. So I'm on, on the edge of my seat now for this song, right? And what happened? What happened, Michaela? <laughs> First of all, I had ordered Hattie B's hot chicken because I needed to do that <gasps> oh. before leaving Nashville. And my yes. Uber Eats guy was two hours late. So I was like <laughs> miffed. And so I finally get my chicken and then Chris says he's on his way. And I'm like anxiously scarfing down chicken and he finally gets there and i start talking to him about why i was in nashville in the first place yeah and i was just i was beaten up by the industry yeah and yeah. beaten up by myself yes and i didn't know what to do and i was just like i've just i've lost so many things lately it's really hard to take and mm -hmm. he was just like that's what we're writing about yeah 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 and i yeah. was like what and then he just started play like i've lost a lot of things and i was like 
There I was is. like, this is what songwriting is supposed yes. to feel like. Yes. Uh, this is exactly what it's supposed to feel like. This is that magic moment that I had been waiting for. Yes. And I am so glad that I didn't cancel this co-write because I wouldn't have had that. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I left Nashville the next day and on the flight home, I, I just listened to the work tape over and yeah. over and over again. And I was like, you know, this wasn't what I was envisioning for a next song to come out, but this is the most honest thing that I can say yeah. right now. And this has to be the one. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm so <laughs> glad you did that. And this reminds me, and I, I, I think I, I keep thinking of all these things that I think I saw on your work. You had opened for Aaron Goodwin at, at one point. Uh, I think it was Nashville North one year you opened for him. And I remember him telling us a story at the songwriter's tent at BVJ. And don't quote me because it was a long, long time ago. But he was similar thing. He, he was at a friend's in Nashville and was just like, I'm done. I'm over it. Forget it. This I've just been... It's, it's knocking like messing with my head and my sanity and everything I'm done I'm over it and then like literally the next morning he's on his friend's couch and he's packing up and ready to leave Nashville and I think it was Luke Bryan had picked up one of his songs or something and it was like okay I guess I'm staying then <laughs> yeah, so, just the, if for whatever reason it is the music industry and the country music industry just ropes you back in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right right when you're about to exit yeah and it's like no, yeah no you're, no you're coming back you're coming back and you're staying for a while what, if that's it. a good thing or a bad thing I don't know yeah but. <laughs> yeah yeah totally and and so interesting because as as a voice coach and I generally I don't generally work with younger singers anyway because of that whole competition element I I am it terrifies me because I I'm I'm the person that like if I was doing competitions and stuff like that it would just really screw me up and and you start to judge your music way harsh like you, the passion that you have for songs and the passion that you have for certain things is like oh well if they don't like it what am I not seeing what am I not hearing what what am I doing that's like why is it not winning when yeah. basically you have to believe it's a winner whether you're you're winning or not like I feel like some people thrive in the competition world and some people it's just not the right space so no. It's really hard making art a competition. Yes. And I like to kind of put it in, whether you're singing your own songs or you're singing somebody else's songs, you're putting, it's like putting a page from your diary on a billboard yeah. and going, hey, do you like this? Do you, you know, do you like me it's still? Yeah. Please like me, like me. It's like, it, it's so, it's so hard. But I, I need to remember that any industry there's going to be competition yeah yeah and i if i'm being so brutally honest like i'm a jealous insecure person <laughs> i am i love you for saying that i love you I, for saying I, that. hey i think we all are if we're honest <laughs> no like i i like to when i post about being confident or mm. i do all these other things it's more so me trying to remind myself right not preaching to other people yeah. how to be like me it's like no this is my reminder to myself to not be a dick mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be kind to myself and just to to keep doing it because i love it yes yes you know? yes it's, yes it's really it's really 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 tough yeah and i had a conversation with a friend the other day about watching your friends have 
a lot of success mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you know that, of course, that person has worked for it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing is an overnight situation anymore. Like, totally. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. I always bring that up, actually, when, when I'm having podcasts. And I, I love to talk about where people came from and how long they've been doing it because it is that perception that it's like poof, suddenly a hit will come or like that moment happens and it's like suddenly you're new on someone's feed and it's like oh that was an overnight success and it's like no this is a lifetime achievement <laughs> like every musician deserves the lifetime achievement award because it takes a friggin' lifetime to get to a certain position so it's yeah. It, it really is and I, I love always kind of bringing up that point for people who are listening to this podcast because a lot of people are listening thinking how do I get that overnight success who do like how do I do this how you don't do, yeah yeah the, the answer is simple you, you don't yeah like of course like you see people online like artists specifically and you're only seeing most of the time mm-hmm. the positive stuff yeah of yeah. course nobody nobody likes seeing people cry on the yeah. internet yeah like, yeah it's uncomfortable <laughs> and it's it's difficult yeah but we have to remember that i want to say 75 percent of what that artist is doing in a day is all the grunt work they're yes. sitting in their sweatpants yeah. they're they haven't showered in a week they're crying in on their bathroom floor because a gig fell through mm-hmm. or a song didn't mm-hmm. get pitched or, or whatever yeah. it is it's like you know, we need to remember that we're all human and we're not just Instagram pages and TikTok accounts. Yeah. It's really tough to to just be on the internet these days. It really is. It is kind of coming back to that sort of competitive sort of thing. It's like, you got to stand out, you got to get the approval and you're throwing everything out there to complete strangers to kind of judge your stuff. And it's like, no, it is. It's, it's a scary place. It's a, a hard place to be. And my gosh, this leads me to my next question because I admire you so much for singing the anthem at the games because that is my worst fear. I like, I would never take a gig to sing an anthem because I know I will start singing happy birthday or something else will come out of my face and it just terrifies me. So yeah, tell me like, tell me about the first one. Like, do you remember your first anthem? Like, how was it? Tell me. Yeah. So funny enough, my mom used to substitute teach with Heather Lascano and she was what she was the anthem singer for the Flames before George Canyon. Okay. And for years I would email her and be like, How do I do what you do? And she's like, You literally just have to wait until they have an audition. Yeah. Like you can't there is no end. Here. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, okay. So finally, George needed he needed a backup and they just did an online call for nice. submissions and it got whittled down from like 200 people to 15 to three. And then they just finally chucked me a Jersey. And I was like, huh, <laughs> like I actually made this happen. Like Here I, I wanted this since I was like seven, like it, it's crazy. But I do remember the first one, but that one is it like it was more so like i was so focused on get the words right mm-hmm. but there was one game that i sang at it was like game five of the playoffs and we lost oh. royally but the energy at the beginning of the game was so incredible i took out one of my monitors just to hear everybody yeah. and i started to tear up and i was oh. like this is insane yes it's crazy to to just to feel that that energy yeah 
But man, I've got to say, it is tough being an anthem singer these days. Oh, especially with Canada Day coming up mm -hmm. and with all of the attention surrounding residential schools. And yes. I, I love being an anthem singer, but I am really torn right now because I know how important it is to recognize Canada's past. And of mm -hmm. course there mm -hmm. are many amazing things about being a Canadian that I am proud of. Yeah. But me being a former Catholic and a Canadian right now is, it's very, very, very hard. hard. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know if I want to celebrate Canada Day. For like, sure. And I, I want to stand in solidarity with all of these people because what happened was disgusting and mm -hmm, awful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, but I, I have people saying like, oh, don't say anything. Don't. You know, I'm like, honestly, I don't know what to do or what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's so hard. And maybe that's like a little too real for the podcast right now. No, but... no, it's, it's fair. It is. I think that I think a lot of people are in that phase of like, okay, now it's, it's, you're either got to go back to the educate yourself phase where, and, and there's a lot of stuff that people just, I think immediately at this immediate point, just can't even get their heads around. No, because what happened was just so, it was so gross and mm -hmm. just, appalling that you know it, it's it's hard it's hard to believe that any human yeah. canadian yeah. american whoever yeah. could could ever do that to another living person yeah yeah but i'm doing my best as a person who is known partially as an anthem singer to advocate for what i know is right right and what I know needs our attention right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. And if it means that I don't get hired for a Canada Day performance, yeah. then that is a-okay mm -hmm. with me. Good for I you. I would much rather stand by what I know is right. Yeah. Yeah. Than go make a quick yeah. buck. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Good for you. And well, and I mean, like, yes, there are, you know, sure, I do have some things I have to do on on Canada Day, but I'm gonna use that platform mm -hmm. to just start a conversation yeah. and say, yeah, okay, it is, yeah, we are acknowledging that this is Canada's birthday, but we really need to, we need to do some work here as yeah. Canadians, because yeah. if we're gonna be known as Canadians are mm -hmm. throughout the world, we really need to back that up. Yes. And need to be able to right the wrongs. Yeah. Yeah, because Amazing. it's it's all fun and games to be known around the world for being kind and polite. But if we have that mark on mm -hmm. our history, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. none of that is valid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Michaela, this is this is this is it's deep. juicy. It's deep. <laughs> Good for you for just sort of being able to establish like this is my stance on it for now, and this is what I feel I need to do. That's that's really really cool. Let's think here. What else can I pick your brains about? <laughs> we have touched on so many hot I topics. Like, oh my God, whoever listens to this is going to be like, Michaela went off on she this podcast. Did. Like, I don't think she's ever really like 
been that blunt about like i'm a blunt person i am but holy crap and that's why i love i was like i've gotta i've gotta connect with michaela and have her on the podcast because i i love that you are unapologetically you from what i can see from the social media side of things so i was like yeah this girl's gonna be fun to talk to so apart from uh, Nashville North and some Canada Day stuff going on, uh, how's your how is your summer looking? Are you is it slammed? Are you gonna easing back into it? What have you got going on? Well, right now my car is in the shop, and so I am taking all the gigs that I can possibly get my hands on. <laughs> Love it. If I'm being totally honest yes. here, um, no, like I I thought that stampede time and just summer in general would. You know, I'd have a couple things going on, mm-hmm. and I'd be grateful for that. Uh, but right now, I am I am stacked, Love and it. I'm freaking out a little bit. Yes, <laughs> to be honest, yes. right? Like, you know, I it, it's tough to mentally prepare yeah. for the level of chaos that is the Calgary Stampede oh, as yes. a performer. Yes, and going back to the topic of competition. I I'm trying to like get myself out of the mindset that I used to be in mm-hmm. with Stampede, which is how many gigs can I pack into 10 days? Yeah. Because if you notice for Calgary artists, mm-hmm. I guess around Stampede or around the end, they go, Oh my God, I played 32 gigs in 10 days. I'm yeah. so proud of myself and they should be proud of themselves, but I'm sitting here being like, Oh, well crap. I only pay- played 12 or, yeah, I, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I, comparison is just it's a tricky thing man and i am just so grateful to be playing any show yeah this year love it regardless of if it's big or small Mm -hmm. or whatever i am gonna play it and i and if i had two of them i i would be ecstatic so i think the pandemic has really helped change my mindset on stuff like that it's like a show is a show and yeah. I just I need to be grateful for every single one of them because it has been a long time. <laughs> it has, it has. Oh well I'm excited for you to have the opportunity to get back out there and start doing stuff and then and uh I hope to to catch you at Nashville North for sure over Stampede because I'm gonna be there so much so much great music and I've just been craving it so badly. So I, I mm-hmm. can't wait. So what's the best way for people to support you, get in touch with you, follow you, all the things? How can people find out more about Michaela? Definitely, yeah. Well, First of all, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're this so really welcome. fun and refreshing to have a, a candid conversation instead of just like, what inspires you to write songs? Right. Like, important topic, but there's other things going on. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> the best way that people can get in contact with me is through my social media, and my name is spelt all funky. <laughs> but if you just look up at Michaela Shady on your favorite social media platform, you can find me. I'll be there because I I live on social media, as <laughs> you probably know. <laughs> yes. You can also stream my music on all of the streaming platforms. Perfect. And uh, you could probably shoot me an email if you checked on my website if you really wanted to. So. Love it. Love it. And and I'm so excited. I've been, I've subscribed to your YouTube channel and all the things and I'm, I'm excited to to hear what comes for you in the future because I think you got a beautiful voice. Your songs are great and uh, I'm really excited for you. So thank you keep rocking keep doing what you're doing and and i wish you all the very best and and a happy fun music filled healthy safe summer too so I hope thank it all goes you so well. much and you too 
Be sure to follow Michaela Sheedy on Instagram. Like she's so motivational. She's inspirational. She's just everything you need to be following right now. And it's M-I-C-H-E-L-A-S-H-E-E-D-Y. And uh, you can also check her out, MichaelaSheedy.com. Thanks again, Michaela, for such a great conversation. And I can't wait to see you on stage very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel inclined to leave a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. You can check out all things voice at rocketvocalstudios.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T vocalstudios.com. And follow me on social too at Rocket Vocal Studios. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with lots more for you very, very soon.